Welcome to La Bruja Collective with your hosts, Maybelline and Yorley, where we talk all things Latin women and period Join us on this candid journey as we navigate the ins and outs of shame behind the taboo. Hopefully you guys are all doing well. It's your host Maybelline and Yorley here on another episode of La Bruja Collective. Today we're going to be talking about toxic spirituality and how that kind of manifests in the spiritual world. Different ways that we have been exposed to it or a part of it and kind of how to help navigate yourselves out of that. So Mabes, what is toxic spirituality for you? Um, I think it's when we're kind of navigating the spiritual world and we're sharing it with other people, but it's coming from like a, an intention of gaining power or success over people. You know, it, it, it has very like uh, manipulative, maybe even like narcissistic energy behind it. Mm-hmm. What about you? I think it's basically what you said, but also, like, the practices that you're doing are no longer really helping you, but it's more like, oh, I have, like, more of a chore than an actual one and healing. What are some different ways that you think it's manifested in the spiritual community? Um, I mean, I think cults are good... <laughs> example of that there's a lot of people who go from like religious dogma to spiritual dogma mm-hmm. and righteousness and maybe they started it from good intention maybe not i don't know but it ends up having like a very narcissistic um intention behind it mm-hmm. and you're trying to control people you're trying to make them do whatever the heck it is you want them to do you're you're trying to like gain power from other people take advantage of people and like even like gaslight them and what they're experiencing and feeling to make them feel stupid or dumb so that you can continue having control over other people i see i see how you see it um do you think that also comes from the spiritual ego yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, because mm-hmm. I know we talked about that yeah. last time. Um, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. But for me, it's I feel it's more like basically the toxic positivity. That's like, like a, I feel like toxic positivity is like a umbrella. I mean, like it's part of the umbrella term of toxic spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely, definitely uh, one of them. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Have you had any experience with toxic positivity? Growing up, my whole <laughs> life was, like, toxic positivity or, you know, the, well, there are kids in Africa who are not eating who have it worse than you or this and that. Um, you should be grateful for what you have and, like, you know, just, just be positive. Just, just basically invalidating everything I felt. Because somebody else in a different part of the world had it worse than I did. Quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Because of pain is something really measurable. Uh huh. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely was a victim and a perpetrator of toxic positivity. I thought, like, you know, my first, or one of my first introductions into the spiritual world was through, like, manifestation. And mm. the way I was taught it or learned it, whatever, was like, I can only think high vibrational, positive, mm-hmm. and loving thoughts. Yeah, it's also because that's a spirituality. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's going to come into your life. And if you think of anything negative or something painful, then that's all you're going to manifest. You know, and like viewing people in that light as well, mm-hmm. um, which kind of makes you put people on a pedestal of like worse or better than you, mm-hmm. you know, and like, like you said, invalidating every. Everything else in between, yeah. you know, as if life was actually black and white. Or, like, if something bad happened to you, oh, I manifested this into my yeah. life. Uh-huh. And sometimes there's just situations that are also out of your control, especially when you're, like, a minority. You know, it's like there's some systems in place that are just not beneficial for minorities, and it's like it's not because I manifested this into my life. It's because yeah. of the way the social system is also structured. So have us. Have the shorter end of the straw. Exactly. I think also toxic spirituality is when you identify yourself so much with it. Like, it's like, I'm a very spiritual person, and if I don't do this, if I don't do that, that means I'm not spiritual. And then feeling bad about you not doing that or (laughs) doing X, Y, and Z that doesn't count as quote-unquote spiritual. Yeah, when, when you get attached to it, in the sense of it's your worth. Yeah. 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 I definitely have been in that, in that boat. I, I can go, I can be somebody who, do, who does all or nothing. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a very masculine um, approach that doesn't leave any space for mistakes or learning mm-hmm. along the mm-hmm. way. It's very rigid. And so it's like if I fall out of that box at any point in time, of, like, the all part, then I literally, like, I feel like trash. I have so much mm. shame. I feel like a failure. Like, I feel like I let everybody down. Why do you, why do you think you, like, let everybody down? Well, like, as if I have these expectations to be, I guess, on a pedestal mm. or viewed in a certain way or, or, like, I have the... I'm telling myself a story that people have this specific perspective of me or what I do, and I have to always be on. How have you come out of the toxic spirituality? Um, I mean, it's definitely a, a process. It's, it's. I think it's connected to like the whole spiritual ego. Um, if you're like the perpetrator of it, and then also it's like part of our journey in, in the terms where we're, we're taking our power back we're stepping into expansion we're learning our boundaries and how and like how to speak our truth mm-hmm. um so it's kind of like all interweb there as you're going yeah. like navigating through those things and you know just <laughs> over time like i definitely believe we're here to learn the mistakes that we're meant to learn you know um and so we have to experience 
that we have to experience pain and some suffering and some injustices in order for us to like truly feel it and accept it and and learn how to heal and and Mm -hmm. integrate all of that you know and you know it's it's just it's just I think it's like a slow a slow healing Mm -hmm. process or at least it has been for me I think it takes us time to actually really have it blow up in our face to realize, like, oh, I shouldn't be putting all my eggs in this basket. Mm-hmm. All my exactly. Giving away all my power to this person, you know. And while you might be distant, distancing yourself from, like, a mentor or a healer or a person or a belief or, or a, a, like, a spiritual practice, you're also coming closer to source because you're seeing yourself in the light of oneness. You're seeing yourself as connected to everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on the same like level Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what their circumstances or experience is in that moment we're all one we're all connected my healing helps your healing my Mm -hmm. pain is is affecting you and your pain and all of our pain is valid there's not nothing is like gonna be worse or better than what i'm experiencing because each person's reality is is valid Mm -hmm. you know you can't tell some somebody that there's only one way you know there's millions of ways and we're all at the end of the day to be spiritual yeah and at the end of the day we're all trying to go to the same fucking place you know Mm -hmm. we're trying to come back home to ourselves um help bring heaven on her you know i also associated spirituality a lot with healing like, I felt that if I wasn't healing, then I wasn't being spiritual. And for me, it was just like, well, well, I couldn't, I can't do healing all the time. Like, I can't try to heal all the time. Because then it just becomes like the whole pie. And, you know, life is a <laughs> lot of different things. And that's a lot of stress to put on the body mm-hmm. constantly. And I think that's like... A whole nother topic itself we can do um, an episode on, uh, which is, like, that perfectionism, mm, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, getting overly attached to our darkness and, like, being in that dark, like, void, that space. Mm-hmm. And the healing, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. of, of when we're facing our mm-hmm. biggest demons, the most painful, yeah. like, aspects, mm-hmm. darkest aspects of ourselves, and, and we get, like, used to... Or we think that we we always have to be in that space mm-hmm. and always healing. Or even for me, it's like, where's the finish line? I have yeah. to be at the finish line. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bitch, there ain't no finish line. What you talking about? Exactly. Are you dead? That's the finish line. Exactly. You know, because growing up, you know, religion was huge in my family. Yeah. And that was seen obviously as spiritual. Religion can be very spiritual. But I. I just honestly don't believe in a God that punishes, you know? And I believe that spirituality can also be very pleasurable. And it's not, sex is a form of pleasure, but that's a whole different conversation too. But it's not the only thing. So you can be, like me, I still love fucking raving. I don't do drugs anymore, but I still love going to rave and just like dancing my ass off and staying up till four in the morning and I feel spiritual as fuck. You know, like, I'm in my element. I'm there. I'm, like, I'm zen. 
And for somebody else, it's like, why the fuck are you in this environment, you know, um, if you're a spiritual person? Mm -hmm. So So what is something that you do that is spiritual for yourself, for your journey, that isn't considered spiritual for the community? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily not considered spiritual for the community, but I think it's something that gets a bad rap and gets looked down upon. Mm-hmm. Um, which would be like plant medicines. Mm. And so, you know, in my past I used plenty of drugs as a way to cope, as a way to escape and numb and all that stuff. But now I've been like learning how to kind of connect with the energetic and medicinal benefits of plants mm-hmm. and then use them to kind of open up my perspective to see things in a completely different light, to ask for their wisdom mm-hmm. on how to change my perspective or how to find the meaning behind something that I'm experiencing or even how do I can how I can integrate the energetics of that plant into that experience. Like, say, if I'm using rose and I'm able to, where can I soften? Where can mm-hmm. I open up my heart? Where can I tap into my nurturing feminine energies and essence? Where do I need to set up boundaries? Because, yeah. shit, rose has them big-ass thorns that don't, <laughs> you know, don't, you don't fuck with them. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or even, like, marijuana. Marijuana is probably one of the first plants that I consumed where I was like oh shit this is making me very inquisitive very Mm -hmm. intuitive very like like it's allowing me to like really tap into my subconscious and like these traumas and and things that I'm like going through or experiencing or harboring whatever you know and like really look at it and you know, other people will probably look at me and be like, oh, she's a pothead, she's yeah. a weedhead, loser, you know, like, I'm like, And you no. need this to, like, yeah. help you through, like, yeah, I see what you're saying. I fucking love weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, weed For sure. helps me be more in my element. Yeah, it, it's a plant that helps you, like, release your inhibitions. Mm-hmm. So, if, you know, you feeling in your head and you trying to have sex go smoke some weed yeah. like you won't give a fuck yeah you know, let, do all kinds of weird things and it also like allows to literally look at my thoughts and like yeah. remove my emotions from whatever it is that's going mm-hmm. like a third person perspective yeah I, yeah like i give myself like the best advice when i'm high because yeah. i literally just see it from a third person and even, like, sometimes I smoke weed when I'm really stressed out and I just start crying because my emotions also come up sometimes and they're so raw and they're so real. And it's like, this is what I'm feeling right now. And marijuana is definitely, a, like, a feminine energy plant. Mm. So it's like, yeah, feel it all. Feel that intensity. And, and weed can be intense. Yeah. It's not just, like, calming, soothing, like, making you sleepy. For sure. Like, it can be intense. Especially, like, yeah. It's it's a plant that makes me. It teaches me how to increase my baseline of hyper awareness that I'm yeah. able to experience, mm-hmm. so that it's not overwhelming me. So it's not like taking over me, making me feel small and like I'm I'm about to have like a freak out. You know, mm-hmm. like it helps me. It gives me that good stress for me I to see. to. 
learn how to adapt and become stronger and more resilient. Mm-hmm. It helps me be very creative, too. Because, like, I'm a creative person, but I get a lot of blockages. And when I smoke weed, it's just, like, it's lifted. Mm-hmm. And instead of just, like, chilling, watching TV, I want to do something creative. And it just gets my mind flowing. Like, I love photography, and I envision a lot of different photos that I want to do. When I'm watching sometimes a movie, I'm not even, like, watching the movie, but more the way that it's filmed. So, yeah, I love that. It helps me. It really helps me get my shit done sometimes. So that's why I feel yeah. the whole stigma that it just makes you lazy and you're mm-hmm. a pothead and you're not doing nothing with your life. Yeah, that's not true at all. Yeah, I think it's it has to do with our intention also. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, there are times when we use it to relax. Yeah. Because that's the tool that we have in that moment and, like, we need to fucking mm-hmm. relax. You know, punch somebody yeah. in the face or something. Smoke some indica. Yeah. <laughs> but if if the other times you're using it, like when you're journaling or when mm-hmm. you're moving or creating or doing anything like that, any healing work, like it's so powerful. And we actually used, um, we had it in the form of edibles on our past retreat, and it mm. was it took the healing to like a whole nother level. It was so powerful. That mixed with like. The plant medicines of cacao and uh, I love cacao. rose and blue lotus and butterfly pea, like really tapping into your feminine energy, your sacral chakra, your throat chakra, your freaking third eye, like all of that, the creativity, the love, the openness that you experience. And then being out in nature, girl, yeah. got the was, whole package right so there. so powerful, yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't know shit. It's like... <laughs> what like 12 13 14 because the first time i smoked weed i was 22 so when i was like in my pre-teens early teens and i would get home from school and i would just see the kids from the bottom floor smoking i'd be like these love life smoking <laughs> that weed <laughs> your 10 year old selfies when i was like 12, 12. 13 that's just like wow that's crazy that was what you know was taught to me yeah what do you think about the whole thing about weed being a gateway drug? I mean, it can be. Stinging nettle is considered a gateway herb. and It depends on your intention behind yeah. it. Yeah. Right? And it's like, I think gateway, the whole, tr- is, is like a trigger word for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I think it's something that we should look at. Something that we should see, like, what, what's the charge behind this? Why is it, like, triggering me? What's... Like, what is this associated with? And how can I take my power back? How can I own that part of myself so that it's not harming me anymore? Because gateway, gateway to hell, gateway to heaven. Like, what the, <laughs> yeah. choose, choose what you want it mm-hmm. to mean to you, mm-hmm. you know? And nobody can fucking tell you otherwise. Kiss my ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my brown ass. Exactly. I mean, they're probably pale because... No vitamin B. Winter time. Sorry. Yeah, this also reminded me or made me think of how um, I think we can be in our, or like projecting toxic spirituality if we're in our wounded masculine or feminine energies, you know, because like, Mm. for example, like the wounded feminine energy, it's like insecurity, neediness, codependency, manipulative, um, being inauthentic, you know. Um, being overly emotional or attached to like the victim mentality and then the masculine 
um, when it's wounded is like controlling, aggressive, um, withdrawn. So, you know, like running away, escaping, mm-hmm. um, avoiding things, being too competitive, being abusive or unstable. And so like if we're in any of those wounded parts of ourself, then that should going to show up somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like if we're leading other people or even if we're not like we're still affecting everybody yeah. around us it's like if we're coming from those like subconscious states then we're always mm-hmm. going to be projecting some like weird toxic stuff even when we think it's we're trying to be spiritual or mm-hmm. we're trying to like uplift somebody because it's like the intention is not coming from the the right place mm-hmm. or like a fuck what is that word a sustainable place. Oh, okay. You know. Mm-hmm. That made me think about some ways that I fight against toxic spirituality. And it's really allowing myself to feel. To allow myself to feel. Because, for example, I can be going through something. And I know I'm not comfortable or I don't feel good. But it still doesn't, like, come up. If I'm, if I know that at in the core I'm like angry or sad, it takes time for it to just come up for me because I have to really like focus on telling myself it's okay for it to come up. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a way that I've been combating toxic spirituality. Yeah, and it's it's also empowering because you're like you're showing up for yourself and kind of guiding yourself towards safety Mm -hmm. so that you can actually feel what needs to be felt yeah you know because you can't always feel it in the moment and that's fine that's the reality of Mm -hmm. life you know you might be fucking working and some (laughs) shit but yeah you can't necessarily feel it right then and there but the fact that you're like even allowing yourself to to go there Mm -hmm. and you're conscious of it too that it's not something that's comfortable or comes easily to you and and still you're fighting towards Mm -hmm. that because at the end of the day we have to remind ourselves that we are spiritual beings but we're still living a human experience yeah so we're not going to be perfect or there's no such thing as perfectionism and we'll talk about that in another episode but yeah just knowing that everybody's experience of spirituality I believe is valid as long as it's not hurting or manipulating somebody else. Yeah, this was this was fun talking about. I haven't really talked with anybody that much about talk of spirituality, so this was cool. Yeah, thanks for listening in on this episode, you guys, and we'll see you guys next time. sitting in with us on La Bruja Collective. You can find us on Instagram at Katie Wellness Co. and at Violet Bay. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. See y'all later. Bye! Bye.